0: Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go.
1: Hello, listener, and thank you for joining us today. So Netflix grabbed the headlines this week with its earnings release and dramatic slump thereafter. Today, we will take a deeper look at how the earnings season in the US is panning out with a particular emphasis on the financial sector. Then we'll look at key geopolitical developments and uh, um, things like the French election, and we'll wrap up with a view on the Chinese, Chinese policy easing that we're seeing coming through. So to go through all of this, I have with me Fukien Yap, who is a senior equity strategist in the CIO office and also a key member of the bank's Global Investment Committee. Hi, Fukien, and, and thanks for joining me today. Maybe just to start by putting a framework around this. So we've been talking about five near-term catalysts for the market outlook. So they are U.S. earnings, U.S. Treasury yields, the Ukraine situation, French elections, and obviously the outlook for China lockdowns and policy. So let's go through these. So let's start with the first two market factors. Um, So obviously we're in the U.S. earnings season. So how is that panning out? And, And what's the outlook for bond yields and why is it important?
0: Yeah, thanks very much, Steve. Uh, happy to be here. So, uh, as you say, earnings—it's uh, underway now in the U.S., uh, but it's still early days. About eighteen percent of the S&P 500 have reported so far, uh, but we're seeing a broad-based earnings beat uh, with positive earnings surprise of nine point seven percent so far. So that's a promising start with U.S. earnings, and secondly, with uh, U.S. Treasury yields. Uh, we may need to see a peak in U.S. yields and the U.S. dollar uh, before we get a sustained recovery in equities and other risk assets. Now, the 10-year yield has failed to break above 3% after a sharp run-up since March, and this is helping the U.S. dollar index uh, take a pause. Uh, We see a stretch positioning by investors uh, to be short U.S. treasuries, so this is raising the chance of a near-term pullback in the yield, and that would be good for risk assets. On the other hand, uh, Fed policymakers remain hawkish, uh, with James Bullard this week suggesting a 75 basis points hike in May. Uh, We believe that any further rise in the yield on the hawkish stock is likely to be met with very strong resistance around 3.26%.
1: Okay, so I I guess both... Yeah, uh, 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 in the crosshairs of both of these factors is the financial sector, right? So they're obviously more advanced when it comes to the earnings season and interest rates are, and bond yields are important to them. So how are things going from a, from a financial sector perspective in the earnings uh, releases?
0: Yeah, so o- overall, uh, 18% of companies in S&P 500 have uh, reported so far, but the financials, as you say, they are the most advanced in reporting, uh, where 42% of companies in the sector Uh, have already reported, and financials have delivered uh, almost a 12% positive earnings surprise so far. That is the third best amongst all sectors. And uh, earnings in the financial sector are expected to fall by nearly 20% uh, for Q1. Uh, But there is a reason for that. It's because in 2021, we saw banks enjoy uh, an income from the provision releases with a post-COVID recovery. Now, this income from provision release is not repeated in 2022, so that in itself would explain the earnings drop. Uh, Instead, what we're seeing now is that banks are raising provisions, and this is driven by Russia-related risk, and also higher tail risk with credit quality uh, as interest rates rise. Uh, As a positive offset, banks would earn higher interest income from rising interest rates. Uh, Share buybacks in the financial sector, they may slow down until uh, there's more clarity on the rates trajectory and the risk. Now, if you look at the uh, price action on a relative basis, uh, financials performance peaked in February this year, and then they were underperforming in March. And as the Q1 earnings uh, season gets underway, the sector has been gradually outperforming in April. And we do have a preferred view of the financial sector. Uh, we expect the continued economic expansion in the U.S. and the higher interest rates to support U.S. financials to outperform over the next 6 to 12 months. And although the short-term technical indicators, uh, they look lackluster, we believe that investors with a 6 to 12 months horizon may want to average in to the financial sector.
1: Okay, so um, let's move on to geopolitical development. So obviously the the Ukraine-Russia situation is ongoing. We have the French presidential election over the the coming weekend. Um, How are you looking at these?
0: Yeah, so Ukraine remains a drag on risk sentiment. Russia has opened a new front in eastern Ukraine this week, and they tested an intercontinental ballistic missile. So these moves would uh, worsen the sentiment. And Europe may levy more sanctions on Russia. But on the positive side, there is a chance of Russia announcing a ceasefire uh, once it achieves its immediate objective of taking control over parts of eastern Ukraine. And any ceasefire is a potential trigger for a strong rally in risk assets. And then with the French elections uh, that's taking place this weekend on Sunday, uh, the polls suggest that the incumbent, uh, Emmanuel Macron, is leading against the far-right challenger, Le Pen. But this lead is narrow. And if Macron wins, uh, the euro could see a relief rally. But if the win margin is small, the euro's rally could be brief.
1: Okay, so let's move on to China. So obviously, we've seen some significant policy measures uh, being released in the past uh, week or so. Um, I, I guess the Chinese asset market's uh, performance around that has been relatively lacklustre and disappointing. So maybe you can give a a sense of the the policy measures that have been undertaken and and whether you're still bullish on on China equity markets.
0: Yes, in in China, uh, Beijing has started to ease some COVID restrictions uh, and a bunch of policy easing measures were announced. Uh, But investors were expecting easing on a bigger scale uh, than what has been delivered so far. So that explains the uh, negative reaction. Uh, We saw on the 15th of April, the PBOC announced a 25 basis points cut in the required reserve ratio or your triple R. But this was less than a 50 basis points cut uh, that was expected by market investors. And then on 18th April, the PBOC and uh, SAFE, they jointly unveiled 23 measures to strengthen financial support to industries that have been impacted by the recent COVID outbreaks. And then on 20th April, uh, markets were waiting for a five basis points cut to the loan prime rate, but this did not materialize. So markets have been underwhelmed by policymakers so far, and the market reaction has been negative, uh, with the Hang Seng falling and China bonds also falling, and the CNH has weakened slightly. Uh, Going forward, we will watch for an easing of the lockdowns related to covid About 45 cities remain under lockdown. Uh, This is dampening domestic sentiment. But we believe the COVID lockdowns will end. Uh, It's only a matter of time, given the experience in other countries. And the restart of uh, Shanghai factory production is a positive sign. And we believe that when lockdowns ease, uh, policies that are implemented would also become more effective. So we would likely see further policy easings announced when the lockdowns ease. Now, China equities and AsiaX Japan, are more broadly, are cheap. And we believe there is still an attractive opportunity for medium-term investors to average in.
1: Okay. Well, thanks, Fuki. It's It's really interesting. I think, you know, obviously China isn't showing signs of turning around yet, but it does look a good opportunity for a long term. So great chatting with you today. Uh, and thank you all for listening in. I, I look forward to us connecting again next week. Uh, If you're hungry for more information through the coming week, please listen out uh, for Manpreet's excellent daily review of key events in his Cut to the Chase series. Meanwhile, please look out for us also on LinkedIn via our SC Wealth Insights page where we share our thoughts and publications on a daily basis. As always, feel free to subscribe and like our podcast series. Please take care and stay safe